0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Raheem, ala al-Kareem, Amma Abad. Alhamdulillah, today is the 9th of July in the year 2023 and Alhamdulillah, we moved on to the 24th session that we're going through the commentary of the Blessed Surah Al-Hajj and I've reached verse 72. So insha'Allah up to and including verse 74. When our clear signs are rehearsed to them, you will notice a denial on the faces of the unbelievers. They nearly attack with violence those who rehearse our signs to them. Say, shall I tell you of something far worse than these signs? It is the fire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised it to the unbelievers. And evil is that destination. So in this blessed verse, Allah the Almighty and Glorious is mentioning that the unbelievers, they mock or they deny his signs. But then, look how interesting. There's a touch of irony. As if Allah is saying, you think Allah's revelations and signs are distasteful to you. There will be something far more distasteful to you if you do not repent. Mm-hmm. So Allah is mentioning this one sign that's waiting for you and it is promised. And what an evil destination it is. So now with regards to the fire, just to mention in Surah 89 verse 25. In Surah 89, verse 25, Surah Fajr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions there, فَيَوْمَئِذِلْ لَا يُعَذِّبُ عَذَابَهُ أَحَدُ وَلَا يُوثِقُ وَثَاقَهُ أَحَدُ That day, His punishment will be such as none else can inflict. And His bonds will be such as no one else can bind. So in these two verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that this punishment is beyond comprehension. Only I can afflict this punishment and only I can bind. And this is partially explained in another passage, in Surah 78, Surah Nabah verse 30, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, فَلَنَّ إِلَّا adaba. So taste for no increase shall we grant you except in punishment. So here in Ibn Jarir and Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Abdullah ibn Amr he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not reveal any verse against the people of the fire worse than this verse, i.e. verse 30. Thus they will continue increasing in torment forever. Astaghfirullah. So Allah the Almighty and Glorious mentions in this verse, Surah 78 verse 30 that their punishment will eternally increase. So this is not humanly possible. (laughs) But Allah promises that their punishment will increase. Why? Because just as there is a progressive deterioration in the sinner's soul when he surrenders himself to evil, thus there is a progressive increase in the penalty which he suffers. (laughs) So, Allah's punishment is His justice. Mm-hmm. Because they've surrendered themselves to unbelief. So, their punishment is eternal. Mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserves. So, going back to this verse, Allah says, This is what is promised. This is the worst of the signs that these fools are waiting for. Mm-hmm. Verse 73 All mankind, here is a parable set forth. Listen to it. Those on whom, besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you call cannot create even a fly. If they all met together for the purpose, and if the fly should snatch away anything from them, they would have no power to release it from the fly. Feeble are the seeker and the sought. So this is the famous verse where the parable of the fly is mentioned. So now what's interesting. Allah, Allah says something very interesting at the beginning. He says, O mankind, here is a parable, listen to it. So now what's interesting? are we supposed to listen to everything in the Qur'an? So Allah, Allah is specifically mentioning here, listen. Meaning this is a parable that is very deep in meaning. Then he mentions subhanahu wa ta'ala, Those on whom you call besides me, cannot even create a fly if they're all met together for the purpose. So what is the what's the first thing? Allah says, everything that you worship besides me, they can't create a fly. And look how you know simple the statement and yet profound. So you ask a person, who do you worship? Because we worship Christ. Can you create a fly? And And then they give you that look as if they say what sort of a question is that? Then he says, even if they all got together, all the false gods, they couldn't create a fly. Then he says, and if the fly should snatch something away from them, they would have no power to release it from the fly. (laughs) So then Allah says, if this humble fly takes something away from your so-called gods, they don't even have the power to retrieve what the fly has taken. Then he says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Feeble are the seeker Weak are the seeker And weak are the sort mm-hmm. So now there's a few things mentioned there mm-hmm. So first of all there's a hadith mm-hmm. In Imam Ahmad's Musnad ibn Kathir's tafsir Abu Huraira the Allah Relates that our beloved Messenger said That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says kuch. Who does more wrong than the one who tries to create a thing like my creation. Let them create an ant or a fly or a seed like my creation. So Allah the Almighty and Glorious highlights this is one of the greatest sins that you think that you can create like me. So Allah challenges and it's 2023 Have they accepted the challenge. Create an ant. Create a fly or create a seed, they can't do it, right? So Allah ta'ala is telling you that this is a great, great crime, a delusion that you're in. And notice he mentions the fly in this hadith, very interesting. Also, why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say if the fly takes something, they have no power to retrieve it? So this is again something about the fly. So this is in the work, Scientific Miracles in the Oceans and Animals, By Sheikh Yusuf Al-Hajj Ahmed. Page 175 he mentions. The great miracle in this verse. It is a scientific fact. That contemporary science has only recently discovered. When the fly eats. It excretes its saliva on the food. Which quickly mixes with it. Within a time estimated at a fraction of a second. This makes it easy for the fly to soak it up with its proboscis. Thus the food which is snatched away, even if it is insignificant, no value, it cannot be taken back because it has changed chemically and become a different substance due to the action of the liquid before it can be consumed by the fly. Similarly, the one who wants to take bite this snatched food is too weak to do so. Mm. So this is again, you need to know about the fly. So the first question to pose is, Mm. how did the Prophet know about a fly? The anatomy of a fly. Mm. The fly doesn't eat. It lets off a liquid. It melts the food and it sucks the juice up. Mm. So what does the Quran say? If the fly snatches away anything from them, they would have no power to retrieve it. Mm -hmm. So Allah is telling you something. He goes, you don't even know this fly. Mm -hmm. I've created it. Mm -hmm. And he goes, and it's true. Imagine even today, 2023, (laughs) retrieve it. Retrieve what? The ant had a grain of salt. Retrieve it. Mm He goes, we can't. Why can't you? Because it's changed chemically. Mm -hmm. Why has it changed? Something about the fly. So Allah Ta'ala is telling you, look, you can't even create a fly mm-hmm. and you don't even know how it actually consumes food. Mm-hmm. I have to remind you. Then Allah Ta'ala then says, Feeble are the seeker and the Sort." who is being referred to him. Mm-hmm. In Ibn Jarir and Ibn Katir, this was the view favored by Ibn Jarir. Abdullah Ibn Abbas, he said, the seeker, Talib, the seeker, is the idol. Mm. And the sought matloob is the fly. Mm. <laughs> so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, feeble is the idol, and feeble is the fly. Mm. This is the favorite view of Ibn Jarir. Mm. Another view is, feeble is the one you are seeking. And feeble is the one who is sought. So feeble is the one who you are asking and feeble is the one who has been asked. They are both very weak. <coughs> they have no power. So look at the whole verse. Allah Ta'ala is saying, this is a parable, listen to it. Because reflect upon it. Allah Ta'ala is not addressing the Muslims. He's addressing mankind. Ya nas. <laughs> O mankind. Have we passed this on to the unbelievers? Imagine you just mentioned this one verse to them. Say, look, there's only one verse I'd like to share with you. It's the parable of the fly. So even before you continue, they got there is are listening. What's this parable? A fly. God's talking about a fly. Yes. You mentioned the verse. And which part of the verse will they contest? They can't. they say, no, we can't. We haven't created a fly. Yes, you're right. As soon as a fly eats something, we can't retrieve it. Therefore, weak is the seeker and weak is the sought. So Allah, Allah is saying this is the analogy of shirk. Is what you're doing? In other words, think. And also, in another passage, in Surah 10, verse 34, in Surah Yulus verse 34, wasalam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions again on the same theme. Qul hal min Qul Say to them of your partners. Can any originate creation and repeat it? Say, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who originates creation and repeats it. How are you then deluded? (laughs) So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Can any of your gods initiate a creation? Then give it the power to reproduce it's like a joke. It's, you can't create. Nope, I'm going to stage two. Oh, go on. Then what's stage two? You've created it. Give it the ability to reproduce. So Allah, Allah says, I create and I give it the ability to reproduce. How are you so misled? These are the Quranic arguments. People go into philosophy. You know, before time and this. this is Quran. Simple arguments. So Allah, Allah says, use simple arguments with them. What can they say? Can't create. No. And even if you do, what are we going to create? Artificial intelligence. Can he reproduce? Right? Can he reproduce? There he goes, No. There you go. Allah Taala creates and reproduces. Gives it the ability to reproduce. How is it? Allah Taala says, You are so misled. The Quran has given you the arguments. But we've abandoned the Quran. Imagine. You know, let's talk about God. Well, let's talk about His speech. That will tell you who God is. And also the fly. You know, many interesting things. There's another report. In Sayyid Bukhari where the Prophet said, if a fly falls into one of your drinks, dip, submerge it. In one of the wings is the poison, in the other, there's the cure to the nearest meeting. (laughs) So, what they found out? They found exactly that. The housefly, if it falls, there's something within it that's parasitic. Mm. But if you submerge it, the body releases yeast cells, which destroys the parasite. Mm. How did the Prophet know that? The Quran is telling you something about the fly which nobody could have known. The Prophet is telling you something about the fly which even today baffles the mind. And this is revelation. Allah, Allah is telling you. I've created the fly for a purpose. What else do you know about the fly? They're not haphazard. They don't do things haphazardly. They don't just land on your nose for no reason. The Prophet said, the hadith is in Imam Ahmad Musnad, Bukhari is Allah azhaban Mufrad. And he was once resting, and a fly was buzzing around. So one of the companions shooed the fly away. The Prophet awoke, وسلم, he goes, Why are you shooing away a fly which has been sent to alert a Prophet for Salah?" So what is the, what's the meaning of that hadith? Was the fly just buzzing? The meaning is, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. You're not doing what you're... If anybody should be shooing something else, it's the fly shooing you away. What are you doing? Maybe that's why it sits on your nose. <coughs> Wake up, right? So, not the flies. What else about the flies? There's a hadith in Imam Ahmad's Musnad, Salman al Farsi, let lets say the Prophet and the Prophet said, One fly took one person to paradise, another to hell. One fly <laughs> took one person to paradise, another to hell. So the people were shocked because one fly can do that much good and harm. He goes, Can you explain? He goes, Yes. And then to summarize, Salman said this this these two men were walking they had to go through a locality and the gods at the locality said you can only pass if you sacrifice to our gods. So they goes they're both Muslims so they goes we can't. so then the God said anything even if it's a fly, we'll let you through. So one of them he sacrificed the fly. the prophet said, he goes to hell. The other one goes, no, never. He was killed. He goes, he goes to paradise. Hmm. So, the man al-Farisi said, one fly took one person to paradise. <laughs> Another to help. <laughs> so note many things mentioned about the fly, subhanallah. And that a community like this, where the is written in the book. So note here the parable of the fly is mentioned. Verse 74. No just estimate have they made of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is He who is strong and able to carry out His will. So now here a very famous phrase is used by the Quran. No estimate have they made, Qadar. They have not estimated Allah as is his due. So now this is mentioned in another passage. In Surah 39, Surah Zumar verse 67. In Surah 39, verse 67, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions exactly the same. No, just estimate, have they made of Allah. So there's a report. So this hadith is recorded in Sayyidh Bukhari, Sayyid Muslim, al Medhi Ahmad, and others. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he relates. <coughs> a rabbi, from the Jews, he came to the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he said on the day of resurrection Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will place all the heavens on one finger and the earth on one finger and the waters and the land on one finger and all the creation on one finger. Then he will shake them and say, I am the king, I am the king. Just open the report. This is a rabbi. So rabbis is a very learned. It. He came to the Prophet and he said something which is hard to register. In fact, you probably reject it. And he said basically, he's talking about Allah's, Allah's fingers. Because one of his fingers, he will place all the heavens. Now, think about that. All the heavens on one finger. The earth on one finger. The water and land and all the creation on one finger. If you take it literally, that's four fingers. Then the rabbi said, Allah will then shake them and say, I am the king, I am the king. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud he said, I then saw Rasulullah smiling till his pre-molar teeth became visible, expressing amazement and his belief in what the rabbi had said. Rasulullah then recited this verse, Surah 39, verse 67. No just estimate have they made of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such as is due to Him. On the day of judgment, the whole of the earth will be but His handful and the heavens will be rolled up in His right hand. Glorified be He. High is He above the partners they attribute to Him. So the Prophet confirmed because He's speaking the truth. So this is the first report in Sayyid Bukhari and muslim A second. So this is recorded and this is uh, in Sayyid Bukhari, in another report, the Prophet recited this verse وسلم, and he said, Allah will hold the heavens and the earth in his grasp and he will roll them about in such a way as a child rolls a ball. So look at the Prophet get this across. If you get a child and he's just playing with a marble, this is what Allah, Allah is going to do with the creation. And he will say, I am the one and only God. I am the king. I am the almighty, the owner of glory. Where are the kings of the world now? Where are the tyrants? Where are the arrogant? Saying these words, the Prophet started shaking that we feared he might fall off the pulpit. So the Prophet ﷺ was so moved by the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he almost fell off the pulpit. So these are two reports, and what's interesting, what does Allah Taala say at the beginning of the verse? No, just estimate, have they made of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's another report, and this is recorded in Sahih Muslim. Number four thousand nine hundred ninety-five. Abdullah ibn Umar radhiyallahu <coughs> anhu that our beloved Messenger said: "Sallallahu Allah the Almighty and Glorious is going to fold the heavens on the Day of Judgment and then place them on His right hand and say al maliku ain al jabbarun ain al I am the King. Where are the haughty? Where are the proud? Then He is going to fold the earth in His left hand." and say, I am the king. Where are the haughty and where are the proud today. So here, Allah, the, last, the Prophet's explaining that everything is being folded back by Allah, the Almighty, and now both hands are mentioned. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there's another thing with regards to this. So this is recorded in Ibn-i Humayd, in his tafsir, from ibn Abbas. So, Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiyallahu anhu he relates. The Jews came to Rasulullah sallallahu mm-hmm. alayhi sallam, along with Kaab ibn al-A'raf. Ah, they said, Ya Muhammad sallallahu alayhi sallam, this God-fashioned creation, but who created God? Rasulullah became angry, sallallahu alayhi sallam, until his color changed. Jibreel a.s. descended and calmed him saying, Ya Muhammad والسلام, lower your wings of mercy. Then they came to him from his Lord and answered to what they said. Jibreel a.s. said that Allah the Almighty and Glorious says, Qulhu Ahad. The Surah was revealed. So now look how interesting the report, I'll stop the report. They asked who created God. Jews, imagine, atheists, they're fond of that. Why is Jews asking that question? So the Prophet got angry for that reason, Sallallahu alayhi sallam, Jibreel says, come, Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu alayhi sallam. Allah taala revealed Surah Al-Ikhlas. <laughs> After Rasulullah recited it to them, Sallallahu alayhi sallam, they said, describe to us your Lord. a minute. <laughs> you were mocking first. Look what's happened. <laughs> they moved by Surah Al-Ikhlas. De Go, describe to us our Lord. Then they said, What is his nature? What is the nature of his fingers? What is the nature of his arm? And the rabbi did say that fingers, you know, it's mentioned. Because what's this? Rasulullah became even more angry than the previous time. Jibreel descended again. Alayhi salatu calmed him and said this verse, Surah 39, verse 67. No just estimate have they made of God, such as is due to the end of the verse. So, two verses were revealed because of the Jews. Now, what's interesting, they asked about the fingers and the arm. Did the Prophet explain that? No, he got angry. That's interesting. Why did he get angry when you were discussing the fingers and the arm? You're not supposed to discuss this. What are people discussing now? Fingers and arms. So, what's different between you and the Jews? In another report, it mentions in Ibn Jadid and his tafsir. Number 23292 from Sa'id ibn Jubal. The Jews said, What power, what strength has he got in his forearm? Allah then revealed Surah 39, verse 67, and the Prophet was furious over this question. So, now what's the golden rule for this? Two reports. In Abu Na'im al Hiliyah 6-67, Hanad in Zukhut 2-469, and it's authentic in Sahih al <coughs> number 2,975. Our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu sallam, think about the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself, for you will not appreciate his greatness. So this is why we don't. The Prophet said, focus your energy upon the creation. Don't go directly to Allah subhanahu wa (coughs) ta'ala. If you go direct, you will not you will fall into the great crime of failing to address his majesty. And hasn't that happened? People say he's got an arm, he's got fingers, he's got a shin. And then they go into it. What are you going into here for brothers? Right? The Prophet prohibited this. You will not appreciate his greatness. Second hadith. In Tabrani, in his usad, number 6456, graded Hassan in as sahihah number 1788. Our beloved messenger said, وسلم, reflect upon the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not reflect about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's happened to these hadiths? The Prophet وسلم, now saying, reflect upon his blessings that, Allah, that he's given you. Don't reflect upon him. Subhanahu He's warning you. Why is the Prophet telling you not to do that? There's danger in it. But people can't help it. Got a PhD. PhD, what the <laughs> Right, In Tawheed. Where in the Quran does it say you need a PhD in Tawheed? Show me in the Quran. Why we made it so difficult? That gives the impression to a guy that he's completely lost. Islam is such a difficult thing to comprehend. I need a PhD to understand the first kalima. Where does it say that? Why? Because you're going into it. When you go into it, you're going to fail to appreciate His greatness. You're going against the direct command of the Prophet So what are we supposed to do? This is what we're supposed to do. In Surah Ali Imran, Surah 3 verse 7, what does Allah subhanahu wa Taala say? There are other verses, those in whose hearts is a disease. Follow the mutashabihat, seeking discord and searching for hidden meanings. But no one knows its true meanings except Allah. Mm. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? There are certain things in the Quran which are not clear. Mm. Those with disease in their hearts, they will try to work out these verses. Mm. Allah says, they're diseased, they're ill. Mm. No one knows the meanings except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what do we know categorically is mutashabihat. Anything about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anything. We're not allowed to go into it. If Allah says something about Himself, we relate it, that's it. We stop. Why? Because we we haven't got the capacity to understand His greatness. The Prophet Wasallam, said, In Tabarani, in his Kabir, And in Sahih, in Sahih al-Jami, number 1334, As-Sahihah, number 1522. The Prophet said said as for the Mutashabih Believe in it As for the unclear Believe in it Hadith. Did he say investigate it <laughs> Look how difficult We made it The Prophet goes believe in it So when the Rabbi came to the Prophet he says, One finger one finger one finger one finger The Prophet smiled But when they asked For clarification He got angry what does that tell you, Boli Bali? What's that telling you? Right? Don't go into his attributes. Believe in it. The rabbi said something correct. The Prophet smiled. When the other Jews asked, tell us about his fingers and arm, the Prophet got furious. Why? He goes, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. So the Prophet then was told, recite Surah Dikhlas to them calmly. Surah 39, verse 67. So, not here. And also, there's another passage. So who's being referred to when Allah says no just estimate have they made of Allah. So in Ibn Katil's tafsir volume 8 page 417. Tafsir, Mujahid said this was revealed concerning the Quraysh. Hmm. So when Allah says they haven't given the Jew right to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mujahid said it's referring to the Quraysh. Hmm. The unbelieving Quraysh. They don't understand his greatness. Hmm. Sudhi rahmatullah said, they did not venerate him as he deserves to be venerated. Now look, interesting. That's the meaning. So what's the meaning? You venerate him as he deserves to be venerated. If you describe him erroneously, have you venerated him? No. And that's the whole point. Allah is warning you. He goes, they haven't given me my, my rightful due. Ibn Abbas said, this is in Ibn Jarir, Ibn Kathir's Tafsir. he recited the verse, he said, these are the unbelievers who did not believe that Allah Ta'ala has power over them. Whoever believes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to do all his will, has made a just estimate of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such as his due to him. Whoever does not believe that, has not made a just estimate of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as is due to him. But this is another key point. If you believe that Allah the Lord can do whatever he wills, you've given him his due right. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you don't, you have not given him his due right. That's another way that Ibn Abbas explained this sacred passage. And note, you have to be careful again when, it, when you talk about the Almighty and Glorious. And also, there's a report, and this is fascinating, so this hadith is in Tabarani, in his uh, Kabir. The Prophet he said to his companions, I shall recite to you the last verses of Surah az zumar Surah 39. If anyone is driven to weep on hearing these last verses, he will go to paradise. So he recited from verse 67 of Surah Az-Zumr to the end, verse 75. Some of the companions wept, others did not. So they said, Ya Rasulullah, وسلم, we tried to weep but we couldn't. He وسلم, said, I shall recite again. If anyone is not driven to weep, he must behave as if he is weeping and compel himself to weep. Mm-hmm. So in this fascinating report, the Prophet was talking about Surah Zumr and which verse did he start from? Mm-hmm. The verse that we're discussing, mm-hmm. verse 67. Mm-hmm. Till the end, if you can weep, when you recite these verses, paradise is waiting, the Prophet said. <laughs> and if you can't weep, the Prophet said, try to weep or make the impression. But well, people aren't connected to the Quran, so we don't know what they're discussing. So again, note Allah is mentioning here gifts as well that he wants to graciously give. So what does the verse say? No just estimate have they made of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is he who is qawi he is strong. Aziz and he is the mighty are he able to carry out his will so what's fascinating Mm -hmm. if you look at the final few verses of Surah Hajj what is Allah the almighty and glorious discussing Mm -hmm. Tawheed Mm -hmm. as if he's hinting to the fact that this is what Hajj is Mm -hmm. Hajj is nothing but servitude to me Mm -hmm. but he's describing his greatness to say look this is who you are serving Mm -hmm. so on will side of the verses. And oh, we will conclude. The Belaym in a Bismillah Rahim. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I وَعَدَهَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَبِئْسَ الْمَصِيرِ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ دُرِبْ مَثَلٌ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهِ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَدُعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ لَيَّهِ يَخْلُكُوا ذُبَابًا وَلا مَأُولَ وَإِيَّ يَسْلُبُهُمُ الضباب شَيْئًا لَا يَسْتَنْقِذُوهُ مِنْ والمطلوب. ما قدر الله, حق قدره. إن الله لقوي عزيز. We pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta, that he makes the Quran the be of our hearts. And we pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he he in the world. ثم أنا بيهمل ليث مالك ما هم بيهمل قايش الله إلخ إلا أنت أستغفر لك توب ليك ودبلهيم من شاء الله جميل سبحان ربي كلام الإزت أما يصفون السلام للمرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والأصح الإنسان الذي خصل الذين آمنوا وعمل الصالح رواصب الحف رواصب الصبر